0: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Stars could shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see
2: Welcome to Express Yourself.
0: Happy Holidays. And that is a universal quote that most everybody uh, wishes upon each other during, these, uh, during this time. Hello, and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Brigitte Gia, and today's theme is Christmas and the Holidays. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be the Star You Are charity, a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and Great Nonprofits. Please visit bethestaryouare.org to make a tax-deductible donation and get more information about how you can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be the Star You Are has also launched Operation Disaster Relief. We need your donations to help us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. Please donate today at bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. All right, so to start off the show about Christmas and the holidays, we've actually got an article from Be The Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer Cynthia Bryan today, and it's celebrating the spirit of Christmas and the festive season. Here it is as published in the La Mirinda Weekly newspaper. Uh, It's titled, Light the Night, by Cynthia Bryan. moon and stars are giving light. With gifts of nature's giving, we complete the cycle of living. Let us give from our mind, hands, and heart to the world. And this is from Chitrapinu. It was a holiday tradition for our family of seven to pile into our old station wagon to head head to the hills of San Francisco to experience the beauty of the decorated homes in Pacific Heights. We called our favorite street, Teddy Bear Lane, and since we were so young, we didn't know its real name. And I still don't know where it was. Spectacular, with a full block of beautiful Victorians lit up with teddy bears, flanked by flickering candles in every window. Another street boasted sparkling reindeer, glistening snowmen, serene nativity scenes, and some even showcased Santa and his sleigh on the steep roofs, rooftops. Gardens twinkled with illumination, making the night merry and bright. After all the ooing and aying, we'd head to the fisherman's wharf pick up fresh crabs for a christmas eve meal, then wander down to Girardelli for a cup of hot cocoa. The coins we had been saving all year to help children enjoy a festive celebration were deposited into the bucket of the man ringing the bell from the Salvation Army. We kids dreamt of sugar plums, teddy bears, stars to the skies, and busy elves on the two-hour drive back to the ranch as we anxiously anticipated the excitement of the season. It was a deeply satisfying annual excursion, the kind that etches itself into one's memory forever. Since we lived in the middle of nowhere, down a mile-long lane with no street lamps to light the night, our fear was that Santa wouldn't be able to find our farmhouse, much less our chimney. To ease our worries, our parents lit two acres of our fields, or uh, orchards, and gardens, creating a virtual runway as a navigational guide to steer Rudolph to the right place. We pulled carrots from the vegetable garden to nourish the tired reindeer. Naturally, we baked gingerbread cookies as a treat for Jolly St. Nick, accompanied by a big glass of milk and a note of gratitude for his generosity. We hoped his list had checked us off as nice instead of naughty. This December, as I drive around local neighborhoods, I am reliving the joyfulness of my youth without having to drive to Teddy Bear Lane in San Francisco. Residents who celebrate Christmas adorn their houses, trees, shrubs, and gardens with garlands, wreaths, ornaments, and twinkling lights of every color. The decor is rich and festive and fun. It takes time and patience to unravel a string of lights, especially if they're from a previous year, but the rewards are worth the trouble. Every day, I champion a different decorating challenge with the final goal of having the the crepe myrtle trees on my driveway shimmer under the glinting moonlight. I'll be snipping fresh redwood, cypress, and pine boughs for their fresh forest scent to add to the doors and windows adorned with holly and pistachio um, berries. Poinsettias are already on the porch and vases of blooming Narcissi uh, perfume the bathrooms. Emerless is budding in anticipation of a December 25th appearance. This is an enchanted time of year. Take time to savor the seconds with family and friends as you watch the lights of the nights. Offer your heart, bequeath your soul, and give suggestions that cost you nothing, including forgiving someone who has inured you, being a role model to young people, providing kindness to all, while all while respecting and loving yourself. As Norman Vincent Peale wrote, Christmas waves a magic wand over this world, and behold, Everything is softer and more beautiful. May the magic uh, of this blessed time shine a light on you and your loved ones. Merry Christmas from my home to yours. All right, that was a lovely chapter from Cynthia, again titled Like the Night. And it was quite beautiful to go on that adventure uh, while going through uh, the article, sorry, um about Christmas and about the holidays. Uh, I think it was really a capturing of the spirit of this festive time of year. And I think with all of the things that are happening um, in today's world, with all of the sort of calamities that are striking, we do need to uh, comfort ourselves with the spirit of the holidays. And so it's nice to see the spirit going around um, as the Christmas days are coming around and as the holidays are drawing around us. And I really think that article definitely captured this feeling. So I also thought during this segment that I'd go over some uh, common holiday traditions that I see during this festive time of year, as well as uh, discuss some of my own family's holiday traditions and New Year's traditions, uh, which is also coming up. Um, of course, uh, with the arrival of Christmas, especially in the united states and perhaps more in the western world you see a focus on the tradition of putting up christmas trees and decorations Um, and that's always really really nice to see Uh, the toy industry is uh, getting a lot with the coming of the festive season, because a, a traditional Christmas uh, festivity is to buy gifts and buy different things for your kids and for your loved ones and for uh, different individuals who you've had relationships with during the year. And that's always a super nice tradition, I love that tradition personally, because uh, it's tradition that allows you to show your love for someone else and it's a tradition that allows you to connect with someone else and that's quite beautiful i think another tradition that comes around or another more religiously um generated or religiously centered uh, holiday is, of course, Hanukkah. And then you also have Kwanzaa and the two. um, Because we live in such a culturally diverse world, um, definitely we're seeing more Hanukkah traditions pop up uh, with latkes and the menorah. Uh, Of course, I personally don't know as much about it as Um, people of the Jewish religion do, but it is a beautiful holiday and we're seeing a lot more of that pop up. And then Kwanzaa as well is starting during this time of year. So you can definitely wish people a happy Kwanzaa as well. Um, Again, it's definitely lovely to see a lot of these culturally diverse holidays pop up uh, during this festive time of year. Uh, It is kind of the A period of closure for the year for almost every single culture. And as our world becomes more globalized and more connected, we're starting to see a lot of different cultures um, pop up and a lot of different traditions from all of these cultures really come together at the end of the year. And then I think after the end of the year, of course, we obviously have our New Year's traditions come up. And these are a little more universal. Uh, they're not as specific to one culture or another because everybody kind of comes together to celebrate the New Year. And it's a tradition that really spans across a lot of different cultures and is a really sort of unifying event. Uh, of course, in, again, Western culture, there is the... The kind of communal gathering around New Year's, and we have like CNN, uh, that one, um, that one talk that spans on and on during the New Year that features Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin, and that especially stands out in my personal memory because my family usually gathers around the television and watches Kathy Griffin and Anderson Cooper talk on CNN about the different things that are happening. On New Year's Eve and during that midnight countdown. Uh, Speaking of which, that's also another more Western culture uh, American tradition is the New Year's countdown uh, towards midnight of the first day of the new year. And a lot of holiday parties, a lot of New Year's parties are held on New Year's Eve where people gather and wait for that midnight countdown. And then... It's also in my household, personally, it is a tradition for the entire family to kind of gather around the television and wait for that New Year's countdown and stay up until midnight to count from five, four, three, two, one. Happy New Year. And it's quite a nice tradition that brings everybody together in time for the beginning of a new year, the beginning of a new uh, hope or a new opportunity. I think New Year's traditions in particular are quite lovely just because they embody that spirit of, again, new hope, a new chance, new opportunity. Uh, It's a chance to start anew uh, and to let the new year in and kind of go over all of your goals for this new year, uh, begin again. And I think a lot of different traditions uh, during the new year that take place during the new year really embody that. I also think that, um, or there are a lot of traditions that take place kind of after the traditional January first that we all recognize as New Year's Day. Um, that kind of embody the same New Year's spirit, but take place over a longer period of time. Uh, the one that I'm specifically thinking of is actually the Chinese New Year, and I personally, I am a second generation. Uh, Chinese, the child of Chinese immigrants. And we place a lot of emphasis on celebrating Chinese New Year. So in my household, we do a sort of uh, spring cleaning that is associated with the New Year. And so you're cleaning out your house, you're cleaning out remnants of the old year of your past in preparation for the crossing over to a new year. Uh, And this crossing over date is generally... Uh, around mid to late January or early February. So it is a little later than the traditional January 1st. Um, I was about to say deadline. That's not the right word. Uh, The traditional January 1st, New Year's Day. But again, it's the same idea. Uh, You clean out the old, you get ready for the new. And then on this particular day, uh, it varies by year. On this particular day that on which we celebrate Chinese New Year, uh, there's a lot of festivity that's in the air and that surrounds the uh, the particular date. And we all gather as a family, or my family comes together, and we wish each other a happy Chinese New Year. We cook a lot of dumplings and a lot of good food uh, that's meant to be shared with all the members of the family. And because... I uh, and my family immigrated from China to the United States, uh, we actually do a lot of calling home and we do a lot of visitations over the internet, uh, over Skype and such, uh, in video call with f- members of the extended family back home. And so it's a wonderful time of uh, interconnectivity and f- familial spirit that is really quite nice and that I personally associate with the new year. And I think even if you, you know from a different culture and you don't celebrate Chinese New Year. Um, I think that spirit of festivity and of freshness and of family is really present in any New Year's celebration and uh, traditions that are held during this entire period of time. Uh, I think another one that I don't know personally very well. Or another tradition that is celebrated, I think, is the the Russian Christmas. Uh, a different culture than mine, but I do have uh, a few friends who are Russian and uh, belong to the Orthodox Eastern Christian Church. And there's, I think, there's the same idea uh, that is within this other cultural event. Um, there's a sense of family. There's a sense of communal gathering and well-wishing uh, well, well wishing that goes on. And at the end of the day, all of us are from different backgrounds and we all have different cultures. But I think the beauty of the festive season and Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, the holidays, and then the New Year culmination, I think the beauty of that is the sense of family, the sense of new opportunity, and kind of the sense of building up your relationships and wishing everybody just a grand time. I think that's what the holidays are are about. And we got definitely a sense of this from uh, Cynthia Bryan's article that was read earlier in the segment. And I think we can get this from every single holiday tradition that anybody really has. Um, It's all tied together into a sense of well-wishing and a sense of family and friendship. And so I think, that was a lovely article earlier titled, again, Light the Night by Cynthia Varian and published in the La Mirinda Weekly. And I've definitely relished going over my personal holiday traditions and other traditions that we see during this time of year with all of you. Listeners, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. For more information on how to do this, go to bethestarur.org and follow our blog. Uh, Be the Star You Are founder, Cynthia Bryan's newest book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, is now available with 25% of proceedings benefiting Be the Star You Are and Express Yourself. This is available at CynthiaBryan.com slash online store. Make sure you go and pick up a copy. Again, head on over to our website at BeTheStarYouAre.org during the break. I'm Brigitte Gia and keep listening to our lively conversation on Christmas and the holidays. Welcome back to our uplifting, inspiring program. I'm Brigitte Gia, and you are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by the Be The Star You Are charity. Today, we're continuing our exciting discussion on Christmas and the holidays. So joining us for this segment is Be The Star You Are founder and Express Yourself producer, Cynthia Bryan. Cynthia is experienced in the art of homemaking for the holidays and has some marvelous tips to help your festive season be as spirited as possible.
3: Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Brigitte. Well, that's a very nice welcome. Thank you very much. Well, you know what I wanted to start with is... We just sent out our newsletter, Be the Star You Are, sent it out. And we had a guest contribution from Karen Kitchell, who is a volunteer with Be the Star You Are. She used to be the president of Cheerful Gibbers, and I've known her for many years. And we've become, you know, good friends over the years just in helping each other with our charities. But she had the greatest tip that I thought was such a a simple way to give back for the holidays. And what she was talking about is she called it Give Blank Checks for Christmas. And what she said is she thought that the greatest benefit of the holiday season is that many people get into the giving spirit. And um, at this time of year, 30% of all donations to charities are made through December, uh, or the month of December. That's according to the New York Post. So what she uh, wrote in the newsletter was she was wondering, at what age do people start thinking about giving? And she said, does a five-year-old or a teenager want to give their hard-earned dollar, you know, a do- dollar to like disaster relief? I mean, would you, would, as a teen, you're giving of your time, but would if you earn something, Brigitte, would you donate to a charity? Yeah, I think they, so. Think would. You would. Okay. Well, her thought was probably. Kids won't unless they're kind of encouraged. So, but she said that once a child or a teen experiences that thrill of knowing how they helped somebody else, then they're going to be more apt to want to give, you know. So, when they help somebody have food on the table or they give that book, you know, like we do at Be The Star You Are to um, a fire victim or they give a pair of mittens to somebody who's going to be cold because, you know... Their, their house burned down, whatever it is. And so it gave her this idea of instead of giving gifts to kids, what she would give them is she'd give them a small gift, and she did this to her children, to her nieces and her nephews, as well as she gave them a blank check with the note at the bottom that it's to be a donation to their favorite charity. So they had to fill in the pay-to line, as a gift to whatever charity they wanted. And last year she received a thank you note. Signed by all of her nephews and nieces. And it gave them a list of all the charities they donated to. Isn't that cool? Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so, I mean, so kind spirited. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And so she just gave. You know. And she what she did is she wrote out the checks for like $10. So it's not like writing a blank check with any amount on it. She She yeah. sent them a check. And for some people, she sent $5, and some she sent 10 And she said, now donate to a charity. So I thought, oh. brilliant. That was yeah. really a good way to teach young people how to get into giving. So that was, I I wanted to share that. But now with your wonderful welcome about how to create a warm welcome for the holidays, I wanted to help us, our listeners, kind of luminate and light up their lives with some ideas that they could do, whether it's Kwanzaa or Christmas or Hanukkah that they're celebrating. Now, one thing we always did growing up on the ranch is we would light what were called um, luminadas. And I think we got the name because there were so many Mexican immigrants who worked on the ranches, and they did these luminadas. But we call, in English, it would be luminaries. But what it is, is you got just a brown paper bag, and you filled it with sand or gravel, and you put a candle in it. And then you put them every few feet, and we would light up the roads, the country roads. Now, how this could translate to living in a neighborhood is you could either just light up your sidewalk or your driveway, and perhaps today, because of the fear of fires, instead of putting a candle inside, you could just get those little inexpensive LED candle lights. You know, you just yeah. switch them on.
0: Yeah, the little yeah, the yeah.
3: little plastic tea lights. Yeah, right, right. And, and then you just, you light you up your driveway, and it's... They look so pretty at nighttime. So it's a different way of, you know, instead of just plugging in your Christmas lights, that's a, that is a kind of a good way to decorate. And it doesn't really signal any particular tradition. It's just lighting the night. I really like that. Another really good idea is to do a topper for if you have a mailbox. Now, some people on streets, especially in the area where we live, they have mailboxes. And so you could spruce it up a little bit for the holiday season by just having a few very simple supplies. So you could either cut, you know, if if you're putting up a Christmas tree uh, and you have to cut some branches off, don't throw them away. You could use those either to make a wreath or to hang on your door or a window or to put up on top of your mailbox with maybe um, just a bright colored ribbon. Or maybe you could put... um, Some of the flowering cabbage, you know, cedar, fir, lavender, rosemary, something that's not going to dry out. And you might even tuck a spare ornament in a contrasting color. If you like deep red or metallic gold or for Mm -hmm. Hanukkah, you might be doing blue and silver, add a couple pine cones. And it just makes it really look pretty. Now, if you don't have a mailbox... Or you just have like you know you have a make a a pole a mailbox pole you could wrap ribbon around your mailbox pole and do the same thing of just putting some conifers out there and that you know that looks really good. Um, Do you do anything like that?
0: Um, I personally, um, my family uh, puts up the tree, of course, is Mm -hmm. uh, vintage ornaments. Now, most people
3: celebrate Christmas. I know I've been collecting ornaments for. Years and years and years and years. And so there's no need to reinvent the wheel or to repurchase Christmas (laughs) tree every year. Instead, I just stick with the familiar and the beloved ornaments. A lot of them were ones that my kids made when they were young. And I collect them over the year. In fact, today I got a Christmas card in the mail that had a ribbon attached to it. Mm. And it was actually so that you could hang that Christmas card on your tree, you know, as a reminder of your friends. I oh, thought that was a really nice. clever idea. So that's something that you could do. Now, the other yeah. thing that um, I like doing is when I'm decorating my table, I make my own napkin rings. And you can make your own napkin rings very easily by uh, by just some ribbon and then tying the ribbon with um, a little bit, again, add a conifer, an evergreen. Oh, Any like a sprig. That is, sprig. That is mm-hmm. really, really good to put on there.
4: Yeah. And, and you it's know, it's the.
3: Some, some, um, some smell. You could also add a bell. See, I've got my bells right here with me right now. Can you hear my Santa Claus bells? Mm-hmm. So you could just get a bell and tie it onto your napkin ring. And that will be um, really be festive. So yeah. try something like that. Let's mm-hmm. see what is um, what is you know, other thing I was, that you could do. I was oh, I'm going to say though um, you know, a that lot of people these days have pendant lights in their kitchens, and mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if um, if. People usually decorate them. Well, if you have pendant lights, pendant lights are something that hangs. It's a light that is like either on a chain or a rod and it hangs from the ceiling. One of the things that you can do is you can wrap ribbon around the pendant lights or to make your house more festive is Mm -hmm. grab a ladder and you dress up the pendant lights that you're usually hung over, you know, an island or something. With an evergreen garland. As you could tell, I like using a lot of evergreens yeah, the because <laughs> the, the smell, you kind of get the beauty of the mm. garland as well as the smell. You can use wire or you can just secure it with the ribbon, too.
0: Yeah, I was I was going to say, so, like, all of um, these. Let's
3: all uh, What else? Or, or, all of these, all uh, of these different things so there that. So um, many, there are just so many good things that uh, are that you can do for Christmas. Yeah, now, it's the, you the little things to that count. Don't neglect your outdoors. Don't neglect your patio or your mm-hmm. porches in your Christmas decorating. Your cuz the winters are rather mild here. I mean, it does get cold during the night, but uh, but it isn't um, it isn't cold. It isn't it, it cold it, you know during the day.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So yeah. What you could do for outside is you could put wreaths, candles, those large glowing orbs to draw guests, and that makes it very festive. I love rustic candlesticks that you could see maybe on a back porch um, table, so that, those are always really good.
0: Yeah, and
3: definitely. these decorations that are displayed during the holiday season—you know—they just make people really happy. Another fun thing to do is to fill the cylinders with ornaments. Um, so if you have if you have a you know like a glass bowl, or you can have a tall cylinder that is clear. You could fill it with little Christmas ornaments or painted holiday objects. You could put shimmery pine cones. I like to sometimes spray pine cones in gold or silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can do acorns. Uh, another good thing is to do a some um, lemons. You could put lemons and oranges in a yeah. bowl. It just depends on what your home's color dis- uh, scheme is. And then exactly. you just play all these. Uh, you know, these decorations in mass, like on a dining room table, a coffee table or however you want to do it. So glasses, uh, tall glasses filled with things really look, uh, really look good and are uh, especially very nice for the holidays. Uh, one thing with lemons, too, it's if you put water into a tall cylinder and then you add the lemons You can also add the uh, the evergreens um, Mm. along with it. Let's see other glittering ornaments that we can use. If you have mismatched Christmas ornaments, you know, glittering balls Mm. and stars and various sizes, maybe you want to add some to the bedrooms. Like especially if you have little kids. I know with my kids when they were young. I always put little miniature Christmas uh, trees in their rooms. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They um, really liked it. And then I also uh, lit up, you know, I added lights to their rooms. And that was a good thing. And don't forget the staircase if you have one. Take advantage yeah. of any beautiful banister. You can drape festive green winter exactly. garlands. Here I go again with the garland. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> the little go. things. Um, uh, talking about all these greens um, so much. Yeah, but I'm but, but I'm just going to keep going mm, with that. I like no, to do no, it with you know with like a metallic gold or some rich red bows. That's because I like to do Christmas. And then when you anchor the garden to your banister, make sure that you select a ribbon, a ribbon with um, a wire trim. The wire trim will ensure that the ribbon maintains a stiff bow shape that lasts throughout the season. And then for added sparkle, string white icicle lights up the banister, and then wind, wind the spiral tightly around the base of your stairs, and that gives just a very nice finishing touch. And those clippings again from your Christmas tree—they are going to have a very good, um, a very nice mm-hmm. smell to them. Oh, and and don't forget to add the sto- you know your Christmas stockings to the banister too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, definitely. You really, really need those stockings. They're very important. Definitely a strong holiday tradition here. And I was going to say, uh, Cynthia, all of these things that you brought up, all of these different tips are really marvelous because they focus on the small things, the details. And I think that's a a bigger aspect of what makes Christmas and what makes the holidays uh, what they are, because there's all this attention to detail and there's all, you know, you want to get in the napkin rings that are more festive and you want to decorate your, your mailbox and um, the, the lighting that's coming down uh, over your, over your kitchen Island. And I think.
3: Well, you know, also Brigitte, Mm -hmm. what I was going to say about these tips is Basically, they're all free except for maybe getting those candles. They're all things you already have in your house. And you can use recycled things. You know, you can recycle ribbon. You can go out and cut a few branches or things from any trees that you have outside. You can make your own wreaths. You can use old ornaments. You can, you know, like if you want to make name cards, one of the things I do instead of uh, printing out new name cards is I use old Christmas cards and cut them up and oh. make a, you know, a place card. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, and so you can, they're so, they're budget friendly as well. And then there's also that air of the old that you bring in uh, tradition and like pulling from the past with the recycling that I really like. Um, right. and so it's kind of sustainable. Yeah. The sentiment. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah and That's a lot of it is greenery important. i i know i said that so many times just you know because but many people they'll get a christmas tree and then they have to trim off some of the bottom branches or you know they just want to fix it up but then they toss those greens don't you yeah, can it's use such them such a waste it's mm-hmm. yeah, those sprigs of greenery. Or you, you can put them in a colorful glass. You,
0: there's exactly. so much stuff that you can do with it. Yeah. Every year I see a bunch of a bunch of like boughs just sticking out of recycling bins. Like oh, you can you can do things with those. You can make right. crafts. And I think that that's also like a great um, family thing, right, is to maybe get together with your kids and your nieces and nephews and younger relatives and put something together like that uh, with all of these different trimmings. And you can use that as a sort of family tradition.
3: Well, I love that. And you're the artist. You're the, you're the resident artist at Be The Star You Are. And you always come up with really clever thoughts. But I like the idea of, repurposing, recycling, upcycling, using again, you know, I just don't like to waste. I think that that's, that's just not a good idea. You know, that's never good is to waste. So that's my Mm -hmm. idea is let's just do that. Well, this has been
0: fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this has been tips for a more sustainable Christmas, as well as a more festival, uh, festive one. Uh, well, thank you so much, Cynthia, for coming on and giving all these brilliant tips. I did also like just a shout out to your first tip um, about the blank checks. I think that's that's marvelous and fits right in with the festive spirit. Uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. Audience, please visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions links blogs and more also please visit our charity site at be the and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash be the i'm brigitte gia stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on christmas and the holidays
1: On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. We didn't invent kid talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: I'm Brzee Gia, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we are continuing a fascinating and festive conversation about Christmas and the holidays. And in the last segment, we have, or in this next segment, we have, be the star you are, event coordinator and Express Yourself reporter Chelsea Pelchat bringing in another installment of her segment, Past
5: Present. Hi, Chelsea. Hey guys, it's Chelsea with another addition to my segment, Paul and today I'll be talking to you guys all little about, about Christmas and the history of its origins. So Christmas is a Christian holiday which celebrates the birth of Jesus Christ, but over time it's evolved into something far greater in our society and has made the final months of the, of the year a time of joy and laughter for all. So to begin the segment, we'll be answering a couple of questions that you guys probably have, such as where the Christmas tree came from, and since why do we start giving presents as a part of the holiday tradition, and just how a jolly fat man in a red and white suit flying on a, um, on a sleigh with reindeer came to be a part of this religious holiday. So first, let's discuss the Christmas tree. So think back to when you were in elementary school and you were making Christmas cards. The first thing that came to mind was probably the fact that you should draw a tree to incorporate an element of the holiday spirit into your work. But did you ever stop and think about how a tree would connect with the birth of Jesus Christ? Well, it really started as a part of pagan traditions to celebrate the winter solstice and winter festivals in general. It was a symbol of everlasting life with God as the tree remained green when everything else seemed to perish in the cold. The first person to bring a Christmas tree into a house in the way that we know it today may have been um, during the 16th century when German preacher Martin Luther did so. A story is told that one night before Christmas, he was walking through the forest, and all of a sudden he looks up and he sees the stars shining through the tree branches. It was just so beautiful that he went home and he told his children that it reminded him of Jesus Christ, who left the stars of heaven to come down to earth at Christmas. And uh, second, we've got the tradition of exchanging presents. In pre-Christian Rome, the emperors demanded their most despised citizens to bring offerings and gifts during the Saturnalia, which was a celebration of planet Saturn, for from December seventeenth to twenty third. Uh, later, this ritual expanded to include gift-giving among the general people. The Catholic Church gave this custom a Christian flavor by rebooting it in the supposed gift-giving of St. Nicholas. And that ties in perfectly with our final uh, question. So where did Santa Claus come from? Well, some of, some of us may remember that he is also called St. Nick. And so there was actually a St. Nicholas, and he was born in Turkey during the 2nd century. He was among the senior bishops who convened the council and created created the New Testament, portraying Jews as the children of the devil who sentenced Jews to death. And later, in 1087 CE, a group of sailors who idolized Nicholas moved his bones to Italy, where he supplanted a deity called the Grandmother, who used to fill the children's stockings with her gifts. However, the grandmother was ousted from her shrine at Bari, which later became the center of the Nicholas cult. Members of this group gave each other's gifts during a pageant, when they conducted, which they conducted annually on the anniversary of Nicholas's death on December 6th. When it was adopted by Germans and Catholic pagans, they added an element where Nicholas merged with another figure and shed his Mediterranean experience, appearance. Um, and he grew a long beard and mounted a flying horse and rescheduled his flight for December and donned heavy winter clothing. (laughs) Then the Catholic Church um, adopted the Nicholas cult and taught that he distributed gifts on December 25th instead of the 6th, and that's the figure that we've all grown to love today.
0: Wow, that is quite a route for a tradition, and I love that all of these different... um, All of these different festivities uh, started, kind of originated from smaller things and grew and grew and grew into this big festive holiday that we now have. Um, Quite festive and quite interesting to see the path of the different traditions that we now have. Um, and so, Chelsea, I just wanted to know, you know, you've brought up all of these wonderful traditions and told us where they come from. Do you personally have any holiday traditions that you'd like to share?
5: Uh, well, my family usually has a Christmas feast and each person makes one dish and we all contribute. And we usually spend hours at the table, usually discussing politics and bringing up old memories and telling stories and jokes that's probably one of my favorite aspects of the holidays. And afterwards, we like to drive around neighborhoods and look at Christmas decorations and usually go ice skating and maybe even play some cards after the little ones go to bed. And um, we actually play a version of poker where the loser each round has to uh, add a sticker and wear it on their face as like a token of shame, and uh, <laughs> and I remember the first year that I got to stay up past uh, my bedtime and play poker with the adults while you know munching on some pretzels and drinking hot, co- hot cocoa. I was I was so incredibly stoked to finally be included in this tradition, but at the end of the night I actually ended up with eleven stickers on my face because I lost every single round except one.
2: And um,
5: to say the least, I went upstairs as soon as it was over and uh, Googled tips to winning the card game, preparing for the years to come. Um, But honestly, my Christmas traditions usually start way before the month of December. I mean, I might have mentioned this in earlier segments, but I'm one of those people who will start a you know, blasting Mariah Carey in the car as soon as <laughs> October 31st is over. And before oh, Thanksgiving even <laughs> happens, yeah, me too. Um, and before Thanksgiving even happens, I'll start decorating the house um, for for the holidays and urge my family to put up the Christmas tree before loading it with so many ornaments. It almost mm-hmm. tips over. Um, and I just, I feel like the holidays really polarizes the masses because you know, half just really, really love it and adore the fact that it brings people together and Mm -hmm. induces a spirit of giving and hope and happiness. Uh, Like the other day, I think I was shopping at, um, Michael's and I was buying some Mm -hmm. materials because I, for my Christmas presents, I like to DIY some stuff, um, so I was was making, um, yeah, I was making like this little deck of cards. You take a deck of cards and you put like pictures on one side and you put like a reason why you love that person on the other on the other side. So it's like just two reasons why I love you. Um Aww, and then, that's you, super cute. And then you bind it <laughs> And then you bind it together. And yeah. yeah.
0: I, I really like that. That is the perfect gift to really let someone know that you love them and to kind of give them a bit of festivity as well. Well, thank you so much, Chelsea, for this segment of Past, Present. I really enjoyed um, learning about all of these different, all of the roots behind these different traditions. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Um Audience during the break, be sure to check out our 501c3 literacy and positive media charity at bethestarur.org more information is under events at our website at btsya.org remember guys btsya has set up donations for hurricane and fire disaster relief at btsya.org so please visit the site and donate to those in need visit expressyourselfteenradio.com for more information about our show i'm Gia and when we come back we'll be continuing our merry conversation on christmas and the holidays Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Bridget Gia. Our program is Express Yourself and today's hour is all about Christmas and the holidays. And so in this last segment, we've got Zara Hassanein and with another installment of her segment, Hope Heals. Let's start right off with an opening question for Zara. Uh, Zara, how do you think the holiday season brings hope to people?
4: Um, I just think that, you know, it's kind of a time of year where everyone can just get together with their family. And I think that's a really hopeful thing that, you know, everyone can sort of put aside their differences, put aside their um, individual conflict and, uh, you know, individual struggles and suffering and just come together for, um, you know, a short, brief time, um, sort of just celebrate together. I think that really is a hopeful thing. Um, And I also just think like, I don't know, the whole like holiday spirit really gives people a lot of hope because at least, like, I don't even, like, really celebrate anything during the holiday season, um, but even when I see, like, Christmas lights and stuff, I always get kind of, like, happy, I get pretty hopeful because it's just, like, oh, like, I don't know, it just, like, looks cute, and it's also just, like, it just, like, brings you a little bit of happiness when it's, like, you know, a little bit of joy. Yeah, you know, like, if I was just, like, driving home in the dark, then, like, that would be really sad, but I their Christmas lights so that always always brings me a little bit of happiness Um, and yeah just like I feel like everyone sort of gets I know like some people think that like Christmas can't like the whole Christmas spirit sort of like annoying at times and people like um, get like way too into it and stuff but um, I think everybody like is sort of just happier around Christmas time and like the winter and stuff because um, you know they're all getting really excited for Um, whether it's like a feast or whether it's like seeing family, um, yeah, I think think that's just really a hopeful thing. Definitely. Uh, you know, you're, you're bringing the
0: year to a close and then also, even if you don't celebrate anything, there's definitely also winter break from school for us teens. And so that's always super nice. And so Zara, you know, um, you mentioned again, like you, you don't tend to celebrate anything. Um, and so or is does this extend across all cultures? Um, do you celebrate any holidays during the winter time or is this specifically not, not celebrating some and celebrating others?
4: Um, yeah, actually I don't celebrate any um, holidays during the winter time. I don't celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah. Um, I do celebrate a holiday that um, is it goes by the lunar calendar. It's called Eid um, because I my family is Muslim so um, that's what we celebrate um and so sometimes it does end up that Eid um ends up being um like during the winter time but like currently it isn't um because it always changes like every year because it's by the lunar calendar um yeah so um I don't celebrate any holidays during the winter time um but I don't think that you know like even though I don't I never really felt like left out of any of like the festivities or anything like that because like I feel like I don't know like everybody everybody's pretty inclusive at school and Mm -hmm. stuff like you know, it's not like everyone like people like shun you because you don't celebrate Christmas or something like yeah. that. You know, I've definitely had a lot of friends that are like, oh, you can come over to my house for Christmas, or like, you know, um, mm-hmm. you can like, you know, celebrate with us. And I think that's really sweet. Um, and I think because of that, I don't really feel like I'm not a part of the whole like holiday spirit and the whole like holiday season in general. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, even though I don't celebrate anything during during the winter time. I never felt as though that was a problem, or that was like something mm-hmm. I felt. I got you,
0: important. right? And yeah, definitely there is. Um, even though, even though you may not specifically celebrate a certain day or a certain you know period of time, there is still that festive air, and uh, there's definitely a feeling of joy, a feeling of hope uh, that's in the air. And I, I feel you with the lunar calendar, um, you know, changing. I know that uh, Chinese New Year. That's why it always changes as well, because it's on the lunar calendar. So people are like, when, when is that day? And you're just like, I, I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. Depends on the moon. Yeah. And so, you know, you again, um, as you said, uh, you even though you don't celebrate any particular day, there is that air festivity and you are able to join in with the community in closing out the year. And so Zara, are there any... Uh, traditions, even if you don't celebrate any particular day that you might look forward to that bring hope to you?
4: Yeah, um, there are actually a couple um, at school, especially. Um, so, I think I don't know, I've talked about this a lot, but um, I'm really involved in um, like Latin Club at my school. And I think Chelsea talked a little bit about this in the last segment, but um, we celebrate a holiday called Saturnalia, which is basically like it's how Christmas began, it's like a pagan holiday. Um, yeah. a Roman holiday, um, in which, like, it was basically, like, all the, like, social norms of, like, the Roman world were, like, mm-hmm. uh, totally turned, like, upside down. So, like, um, servants would, like, um, pretend to be masters and, like, masters mm-hmm. were servants and, like, um, there was a huge gift exchange and stuff like that. So, we do, we actually, this year, we had, um, a Saturnalia party, um, Aww. And, yeah, and that was really fun. We played, we, like, did this thing that Romans would do where we, like, um, basically they used to, like, watch birds and, like, um, think of, like, different birds as, like, omens for different things, so we kind of, like, made a game out of that. That was fun. Um, And we did, like, a lot of activities like that. There was gambling at Saturnalia, so we also, like, made (laughs) like, chocolate coins. Um, And that actually, like, wasn't a tradition before, but we were trying to sort of, like, make it into a tradition, Um, so Mm -hmm. I think that's that i'm definitely gonna like i don't know i think even when i'm in college i feel like i'm gonna come back um and celebrate that with latin club um because i just Mm -hmm. found it so fun um so yeah Saturnalia is something i definitely think i'm gonna look forward to Mm -hmm. uh future um which i know isn't a christmas holiday but you know it's still it's still fun Um, exactly it's
0: still a tradition that kind of brings everybody together and i know um for my school I'm part of the orchestra yeah. and yeah every year we have like a secret Santa and that's our little tradition and then I have a secret Santa with my friends and so I think um, more than more than things that are religiously rooted um, or specifically related to Christmas or anything like that uh, I think it is nice that you're able to have this tradition with your Latin club, with your school's Latin club and I think um, all traditions are really quite nice and so as a last clue closing statements, Zara. I want to ask, why do you think it's important to give back during the holiday season?
4: Yeah, I just think that, you know, not everybody has, like, resources for, like, you know, not everyone has a Christmas tree, not everyone has family that's, like, coming from all over the place, not everyone has enough, like, money to have a Christmas feast or anything like that, so I think, like, you know, to spread the holiday spirit, to make sure that everyone is Um, enjoying some level of happiness Um, it's really important to use your privilege to lift others up and to um, make sure that
0: people are happy yeah yeah and that's I think that's a perfect message to end this on Uh, that was quite a lovely takeaway and I think that's what the holiday season is really about. Well, thank you so much, Zara, for this take on the holidays with Hope Heels. Uh, unfortunately, it is time to say farewell. We give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids crew, especially our engineer, A-Rod. Thank you to all of our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, <laughs> listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Brigitte Gia, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens for information on our creative community go to expressyourselfteenradio.com and our main site at bethestarur.org until next week remember be kind have a wonderful holiday and be here speak up speak out and express yourself